John 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel of Cana of Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Man, this is a rerun of early in their lives, isn't it? And when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. He said unto them, Cast a net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that, it was the Lord, he girt his fishing coat to him. Never understood this. Somebody might be able to help, it, help me with it. For he was naked and then cast himself into the sea. The other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far for, from land. But as it were 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes, as soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up, drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty-three. For all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. None of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh, taketh bread, giveth them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. Saith to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? He said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest where thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whether thou wouldest not. I would have no idea what that verse was saying, 
except the Bible tells us in the next verse. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren, that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, he shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifieth of these things, just to tell you who he is, and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. True. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. And he ended it by saying, Amen. As I was studying through the book of John, this chapter, I got to this conversation of Jesus with his disciples, this dinner time that they had together. And then he begins to concentrate, Jesus begins to concentrate on his disciple named Simon Peter. I'm interested in this conversation that he had with Peter, and I'm interested in how Peter responded during this conversation. The title of the message tonight is this, listen close, what about him? What about him? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done and all that you're doing. I pray, Lord, for this next few minutes of time, Lord, that you would help us through your word. Lord, I pray that you would encourage, you'd get us focused, would see ourselves in this text. Lord, we'd be serious about serving you, and we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do, for it's in Jesus, <laughs> the powerful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. And thank you so much for being here this evening. I have to point out something to you because when I was praying, and you pray in the name, the power in the name of Jesus, I want you to notice, this is not even in the message, but it come to my heart when I was praying. I want you to notice the very last verse in chapter number 20. And he says, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his what? Man, I'm telling you something about the name of Jesus. I mean, everywhere I'm reading, it's talking about Jesus, amen? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's something about that name, Jesus. There's power in that name, and I'm not going to preach that message again, but boy, I don't ever want to forget it. There's power in the name of Jesus. What about him? As I begin to study back through here in John chapter number 21, Jesus told Peter after they had dined, they had 
been fishing. They had caught nothing. Jesus once again tells his disciples to cast the nets on the other side. They cast the net, and then they bring in a whole host of fish. This time in the book of John, it tells us how many, 153 fish, and yet the net was not broken. And then Peter is the one that is pulling that net in, and Jesus takes bread, and he takes those fish, and they sit down there, and they have a dinner together. And the Bible teaches us that what we have read already, that this is now the third time that Jesus has appeared to his disciples after he had died and his resurrection had happened and this is the third time here that John's gospel records in chapter 21 this conversation with Jesus and his disciples but mainly he begins to talk to Peter something very interesting that I find here in this text is now dinner time is over Jesus has this one-on-one -on -one conversation with this man by the name of Peter, and remember who denied him three times. And he says to him, feed my lambs. He says unto him, feed my sheep. And then he says unto him again, feed my sheep. But he's asked him three different times, Peter, lovest thou me? And then after this conversation, he begins to tell Peter how he's going to die. He, he, he says it here in verse number 18. To me, it sounds really confusing language if I just read it without verse number 19 interpreting to me that he spake, signifying what death he should glorify God. And then when he had spoken this, notice what happens. When he had spoken this, he looks at Peter he, he looks at him. He, it tells us here, he said unto him, he, he, he says right to Peter, right to him, and he says this to him, he says, follow me. Now, when I study this verse, when Jesus says to Peter, follow me, it's not like they're having a conversation and he says, one day, Peter, you will follow me. What actually is taking place here is when Jesus tells Peter to follow him, Peter evidently, it don't tell us here, but Peter evidently gets up from this dinner, and it appears from what the Scripture is written and how the Scripture is written that Jesus begins to now walk away from those other disciples that he has just had dinner with. And as Jesus is walking away from those other disciples that are there, he, he said unto him, he said unto Peter, and he said, follow me. Follow me, Peter. I want to talk to you, Peter. I need you to follow me. And I begin to think about this the same way he said it before. Listen close. Matthew 4, 18. This is the very first time that Peter had heard these words was in Matthew 4, 18. Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net and said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. 
Now, there is a lot that I could preach here and a lot that we could inject into the Scripture. It shows us a lot of things. It shows us the calling of Peter early in the Gospels, and then it shows Christ's mercy and grace back towards Peter again because he tells him the second time, listen, I done called you one time to follow me, and I know you said you wouldn't ever do this, you wouldn't ever do this, you wouldn't ever do this, but Peter, he ended up doing it all. But now he's coming back to Peter again, and he's giving him the instructions one more time, and he's saying, hey, Peter, follow me. Follow me. How many of you are thankful for the mercy and grace of a loving heavenly Father? Amen. Hey, Peter, follow me. Matthew 4, 18, he said it to him once. Now he's saying it to him again. Matthew 16, 23, I find it interesting when I begin to study the verses in the Bible where Jesus said, follow me. I find it interesting that in Matthew 16, 23, Jesus is just finished rebuking Peter, just finished rebuking him in Matthew chapter number 16, 23. And then in verse number 24, Jesus to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and then what does he finish with? And what? And follow me. It's an interesting conversation. And then when we get, and I want to just cover this, and then I'm just going to get into this one thought, and we'll be finished this evening. John chapter 13 gives us the Scripture teaching of what we have just read here in the closing of John 21. And the Scripture teaching is this. Jesus is sitting there, and his disciples are around. The disciple whom Jesus loved, who is John the Beloved, he is laying on the chest of Jesus Christ, and he just finishes telling all of his disciples, he said, now there are one of you, one of you here tonight that is going to betray me. And we know the conversation that Peter has with John. He, he pretty much says, uh, ask him who it is. Ask him, John, you're there close to him. Ask him who it is. And then he is the disciple who is leaning on Jesus' breast, and he is the disciple that, that asks Jesus who it is, and then he goes on to say, he that dips the sop after me, and then he says, whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. And, and that's in this text. It's in the context of the Scripture that we're reading, and John brings that back up. So, so here, is, here is, that was a little side note, but it's in the Scriptures is what I'm trying to get at. So here is one more time Jesus is saying to Peter, follow me follow me now i preached a message and i've been reading through the the gospels again and and i've been reading them in chronological order and it's funny uh, before you start the gospels in chronological order it says the synoptic gospels it puts them all right where they need to be and, and i've been reading back through the gospels again and, and you remember this message I preached that Jesus sent them out by two. You remember that message? He sent them out by two. He sent them out by two. And I said, who is it that if you was going to get paired up with some disciple, which is the disciple that you'd want to get paired up with? And I asked a couple of people that, and without fail, every one of them said, Peter, I'd want to get, I'd want to get joined up with Peter. I'd want to, I'd, if Jesus was going to pair me up with one of the disciples, I'd want to get paired up with Jesus. And I understand that because Jesus, uh, Peter was fiery and Peter cut the ear off, and Peter was bold. But don't ever forget, Peter was the one that denied Christ. And Peter was the one that got so distracted 
And here I am, I'm studying through this text again, and Jesus has called Peter out, and Jesus is saying, Peter, follow me. That's what he says in verse 19. He said unto him, follow me. But then when I was reading the next verse, it really got my attention. Then Peter, turning about, then Peter, turning about, <laughs> seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? That's why I explained some of that just a few minutes ago. And the title of the message tonight is this, what, what, what about him? What about them? What, what, what about that guy? What about that situation? Lord, and, and it's amazing when I begin to study this, it was like the Lord just so dealt with me about this thought. When Jesus is speaking, and when Jesus is leading, and when Jesus shows you something, and Jesus shows me something, and either he shows us, to, shows us through prayer, but 99.9% .9 of the time, it will be through his word. And when Jesus speaks to us through his word, but then... We, we hear it, we know it, we know what we need to do, we know where we need to go, we understand it, and then he draws us closer to him, and then we begin to follow him, and we begin to do what he'd have us to do, and then we get sidetracked, and then we start warming ourselves by the wrong fires, and then we find ourselves completely out of the will of God. We haven't lost our salvation, but we're not following him. We're not even, we're not even fellowshipping with him. We are sidetracked. We are, we are on another path. If, if you've ever been there, say amen. And then the Lord begins to deal with us and draw us back because, boy, I'm telling you, ain't you thankful that when we're in his hand, his hand is in the Father's hand, and no one can come and pluck us out. Amen? And then the next thing you know, you're back on track again, and Jesus comes back by and he says, hey, hey, come on, come on, follow me. Do you love me? Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Hey, Peter, come on, follow me, Peter. Let's get after it, Peter. Let's get focused back on what matters. And right in the midst of that, Peter goes, do you see it the way the Lord dealt with me about it? He's following Jesus, Zach. I mean, walking with the very Son of God. He's, he, he, he's died on the cross. He's rose again. He has power over death, hell, and the grave. Jesus looks at him and says, follow me. He gets up from everyone else. He begins to follow Jesus. But then Peter turns back. When I first read that, I thought, well, it's not that big of a deal. He just looked to see what John was doing. <laughs> he turned back. He turns back. It says, then Peter turning about. 
When I begin to study those phrases, Peter's turning about, it means to revert. To revert. What does that mean? It means to turn back. It means to reverse. It means to fall back. It even means this. He, he turned completely around. <laughs> you ever heard that joke? Somebody says, squirrel, 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 and you really get, you really get distracted. Can you imagine? Here you are. You are walking. You have just eaten with Jesus. He has just told you again to cast that net. You have just brought in 153 fish. You have just sat there with a risen Savior, and you have eaten fish and bread with him. He has just asked you, do you love me? And you say, yeah, Lord, y'all know us that I love you. And all of a sudden, he says, then come on and follow me. And you're walking along. You are walking right with Jesus. And the next thing you know, you go. I even wonder if Jesus was saying, okay, Peter, here's what I want to talk to you about. And then all of a sudden, Peter turns around and looks, and there stands Jesus going, Peter. Are you seeing it this way or are you not seeing it this way? Because Peter, all of a sudden, while spending time with Jesus, while eating with Jesus, while being right with Jesus, he gets distracted again. And he gets so worried about John. You say, I don't believe that you're preaching that right. Well, the Bible, when we read it here in a minute, will remind us how distracted he really was. Peter turns back. Peter is turning about. He has turned back. Feed my lambs. That means gaze, to feed. Feed my sheep. That means to tend to them as a shepherd, as a pastor, as a supervisor. Feed my sheep. He even speaks in verse 18 and 19 of his death. Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord, I got it. But notice this. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved. And then in verse 21, Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Lord, what's this guy going to do, Lord? <laughs> Not going to be long. Stay with me. What, what, what's John going to do? That's what he's asking. John recorded it. Because John's standing there. Are you with me? All right, Zach. I want you to preach the gospel, son. I want you to go over to that church, and I want you to pastor them people. I want you to love on them. I want you to be there for them. I want, I'm going to send you over there for a work. Church is going to ordain you. They're going to send you over there. Be obedient. Do what I've called you to do. You get over there and you do it. Then the next thing you know, now God sent you back here. And now he says, hey, I want you to work with the kids here. God's doing something here. God's fixing to do something that he's never done here in this church before. There's going to be little kids here. There's going to be young men announced they're calling to preach. There ain't nobody seen that at Pleasant Hill before. We're going to need a man. We're going to need a man to lead them and guide them and help them and teach them and instruct them. He says, that's what I got on you right now to do. I don't know what he's got down the road, but right now he says, that's what I got for you to do. You with me? Follow me, Zach. Follow me, Zach. Follow me. And then all of a sudden you go, yeah, but, but what about Ben? What about Dwayne? What, what, what's Dwayne going to do? What about Ricky? What, what's Ricky going to do? 
I mean, what in the world are these guys going to do? I know you're telling me, feed your lambs, feed your sheep, feed your sheep. Do you love me? Now you're telling me how I'm going to die. He said, what is John going to do? But then if you even think about it in the context of the Scripture, you can even think about it like this, because the Bible tells us in here in a minute, how's he going to die? You're talking about, ain't that amazing? Ain't that amazing, Jackson? It's amazing to me. Are you in me? Is this making any sense to anyone? Because it sure has dealt with my heart today. It's amazing that the Lord, he just simply says, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. And he keeps telling him, follow me. And then all of a sudden now he's, he's, he's concerned about, are you going to follow him? Are you going to follow him? You didn't tell him to feed the sheep. You didn't tell him to feed the lambs. You didn't, you didn't talk about how he was going to die. I mean, how is all this going to play out, Lord? I need to know. I need to know. Hey, listen, I need to know what you're going to do with John. You with me? Romans 14, 4. Who art thou that judges another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Paul said in the book of Galatians, I read it today, whatsoever there where it maketh, it, he said, it makes no matter to me. It makes no matter to me. Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. He's saying, he is saying this, Peter, follow me. Peter, let your footsteps be in my footsteps. Follow me, Peter. Do what I want you to do, Peter. Go to Pleasant Hill. Pastor the church. Love on them people. Preach the word. Do what I've given you to do. What's everybody on this road doing? What's everybody on this road doing? <laughs> What's everybody over here doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And what are y'all doing? He says, <laughs> Keith, follow me. Grayson, follow me. Miss Cindy, follow me. Are you with me? Amen. You with me? Let me tell you what's the funny thing I've got to tell this. This has been on my heart for a long time. This is just funny to me. But it shows you how easily we can get distracted. Y'all ready for this? I was home on a Monday and Tuesday not too long back. Didn't have a whole lot going on. Got up, took me a shower, hung out at the house. Just kind of hung out there with Tina. She said... You didn't shave today. I said, no, I didn't shave today. She said, okay. Tuesday morning, I got up, hung out there at the house, took me a shower, kind of hung out and worked around the house a little bit. She said, you didn't shave again today. I said, no, I didn't shave again today. She said, y'all grow a beard. I said, honey, I ain't never grew a beard in my life. <laughs> she said, y'all grow a beard. I said, I, I don't know about it. She said, I hope it's as white as snow. I said, oh, it's going to be. So I let it grow, you know, I let it grow a little bit. I let it grow a little bit. I come into church one Sunday. This is hilarious to me. 
This is hilarious. I come into church one Sunday and somebody goes, you got a beard. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like it. I said, you don't like it? Mm-mm. I said, I can't help it. Tina likes it. So then, you know, it grew out a little bit. Somebody else was like, preacher, grow a beard. You grow a beard. You grow a beard. I was like, yeah, I ain't never grew one before. Well, you know what I did? I'm going to be real honest with you about something. I said, I need to pray about this. People's just blowed away because I've got a beard. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, it's just, it's just shocked. So, so I went in my prayer closet. Y'all think I'm kidding. I am being dead serious. I went in my prayer closet and I prayed. I said, Lord, do I grow this or do I not? Because I do not want to be a hindrance to not one person. And I said, Lord, if you will tell me what I'm supposed to do, that is exactly what I'll do, whether Tina likes it or whether anybody else likes it or not. Lord, I'm just, I just want to be in your will. I just want to be in your will. And you know what the Lord showed me about that? Y'all ready for this? I said, Lord, do I grow it or do I shave it? And this was the answer I got. Get closer to me. <laughs> Get closer to me. So in other words... I don't think Jesus cares. <laughs> I don't think Jesus cares. I don't think whether I have white hair on my face makes me closer to God or further away from God. Are you with me? Does that make sense? And what happens is in our lives, Jesus is saying, follow me, follow me, follow me, and we're going. He liked it, he didn't. They liked it, they didn't. They said it's awful. They said it's great. And he says, you are so distracted. And I know that's a funny illustration. But isn't it funny how we get so distracted over stuff that all Jesus is saying is follow me? And you need to know this, and I need to know this. If we follow him close enough, you can guarantee it. If you follow him close enough, he will show you what he wants and what he don't want. You all with me? <laughs> follow me. Follow me. What about John? What about Jerry? What about Bill? What about Frank? What about Earl? I ain't talking to them. Follow me. Walk in his steps. Follow Christ as a servant of his master. So what was John doing? I, I began to look at this and I thought, Peter, see, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? He, he looks at Peter and he says, Peter, follow me. But what is John doing? John jumps up and goes running in there and gets right in the conversation with Peter and Jesus. And I said, Lord, what in the world was John doing? Was John not being rude? The Lord dealt with me and said, the Lord dealt with me through the Word of God, and the Word of God said, he followed Jesus the whole way. He followed Jesus when no one else wanted to follow Jesus. He was there the whole time with Jesus. 
And you know what? John, the beloved disciple of Jesus Christ, who leaned on Jesus' breast at supper, if Jesus was walking away and he says, follow me, it don't matter who Jesus was talking to, John's going to get up and he's going to follow Jesus. Boy, we ought to all have that spirit in us. Amen? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? He's over there. I'm going. No, no, no. You can't go over there. He's talking to Grayson. I'm going anyway because Jesus is over there. I don't see nowhere where Jesus said, now, John, get back over there with them other boys. He loved Jesus so much, he didn't care where Jesus was going. He was going to get right in there amongst them. Amen. Amen? You with me? So don't get mad at John. He's not being rude. He's just wanting to be around the one that he loves. Amen. So then I begin to look at it. And let's, let's read down another verse or two. Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? Jesus, Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow, he says it to him again, follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him he shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? In other words, quit worrying about John. If you need to worry about something, worry about yourself and make sure that you are doing what Jesus is asking you to do and quit worrying about what everyone else is doing. That'll help you tonight if you'll think about it. Just follow Jesus and quit worrying about what everyone else is doing. Yeah, but when he said that, did he mean that John was never going to die? Is that what Jesus was saying? He, he, said, he said he wasn't going to die. He just told me how I was going to die, and now he's telling me Jason's not going to die. He said that ain't what he said at all. But what does it matter? <laughs> you ever said this? I wonder why God's blessed them more than he has me. Wonder why my kids has been through so much, but their kids hadn't. Wonder why this church is being blessed and this church ain't. Wonder why the power of God's on this man, but he's not on that man. Wonder why this person's doing that, but this person's not. Wonder why that's going on there, but this is going over here. Wonder what's happening over there. Wonder what's going on over here. You know what the Lord dealt with me about? He said, Keith, listen, I am God, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I am God. Amen. Amen. He's God. He's got everything under control, honey. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows exactly what it takes to get that person here and to get me there. But my problem is not worried about how he's going to get that person there. My problem is to make sure that when he tells me to come here, that I go there. You with me? So I don't know. Don't worry about it. Don't get so concerned about John, Peter. Get concerned about you. 2 Corinthians 10, 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. 
comparing yourselves with each other, <laughs> measuring yourselves by someone else, seeing what God's doing there, but he ain't doing it here. See what's going on in that person's life, but you don't think it's going to happen in your life. It's not a wise thing to do. It's not a wise thing to do at all. Let me tell you how simple it is, and we want to make it so hard. Jesus said, follow me. <laughs> Jesus said, follow me. Sometimes I can get caught up in following Jesus and then looking back to see who's following me. I get caught up in that sometimes. I'm going to follow Jesus and then I want all of you to follow me. Well, at the end of the day, and my wife reminds me of this and she has for 22 years. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. All you can be responsible for at the end of the day is what Jesus tells you to do. Right? Do what Jesus tells you to do. And if you'll do what Jesus tells you to do, you have no control on what anyone else is going to do. So at the end of the day, follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Amen? Just follow Jesus and quit doing this. What are you doing here? <laughs> he said, I'm trying to follow Jesus. He said, follow me. Yeah, but he wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Just follow him. Amen. Follow him. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Just follow Jesus. Verse 22. Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. I wrote this down. Some would say that John's never going to suffer. Some would even say that John's never going to die. But John says, Then went this saying abroad among the brethren that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow me. The answer is the same. Follow me. The answer is the same. Follow me. When Peter was fishing, Jesus went to Peter and said, Peter, follow me. Jesus has been resurrected and he's still telling Peter, Peter, follow me. Peter says, yeah, but what about them? And Jesus says to Peter, follow thou me. Follow me. I wrote down, we get so distracted by so much. 
but I'm not real sure I wrote that right because I don't know what you deal with, but I know what I deal with, and I can get distracted by so much, so much, so much. If you have Facebook, it's distractions. If you have all those other whatevers, I'm sure it's distractions. The more things we get involved in in the world, it just leads to more distractions. And if you're not careful, you can even sit in your own church and look around at others and say, man, they look so happy. And I'm not. Don't get distracted by that. You, you might look around and say, these people act like they have got their kids under so good control, but I feel like, God, I don't. And why are you not doing this for me? And he's like, listen, listen. Don't compare yourselves among yourselves. That's not wise. It's foolish. If you want to know what God's will is for you as a believer, it's right here in this text. Follow him. Follow Christ. Follow him. You girls right here? Let me go ahead and just tell you. I'm just going to tell you. It just come to me. Right now, you're, you're really close. You're kin. You're friends. Then you get a little bit older. And then these guys sitting over here don't want to admit it, but eventually one of them's going to be trying to sit in here in the middle of y'all. <laughs> they don't even see it yet. Y'all don't even see it yet, but somebody's going to be sitting right here, and somebody's going to be sitting right here, and somebody's going to be sitting right here. Let me tell you what'll distract you. It's whoever's sitting right here, you wish they're sitting right here. Say, no, 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 we're, we're closer than that. It's a distraction. And there's so many distractions in life. And it starts around right in here, don't it? Amen? You with me? Say, don't call these girls out. No, they know. You might not like it, but they know I'm telling them the truth. And then it won't be long. You'll walk in that door. You'll walk in that door. Instead of following Jesus, you'll be so distracted on what everybody else is doing. Why didn't he like me and he liked her? Why don't he talk to me, but he talks to her? Amen? And it don't just stop here. Then it moves on to our parents, your parents. And then they have to deal with it. And then it moves on to older people like me. And then we have to deal with it. And then it moves on to people older than me. And they don't act like they deal with it, but they still deal with it too. Because everybody gets distracted by people. That's good preaching. Because it's the truth. We can get so distracted by other people. They look happy. Why am I suffering? They don't act like they ever suffer. Here's a good one. Here's a real good one. Why did the preacher's wife get cancer and a lot of you other women didn't? Why was it our wives, Larry? You know what he says? <laughs> Why are you so worried about that? I didn't tell you to compare yourself with them or them or them or them or them. He said, you know what I told you to do, Keith? I was like, what, Lord? He said, I told you to follow me. Amen. 
<laughs> right? Follow me, son. Follow me, son. Follow me, son. But God, what do you mean? God's been good to us. Don't act like you don't get distracted. And don't ever act like you don't compare yourself with others. And you know what it is? It's nothing but a hindrance and a distraction. Get as close to Jesus as you can. Walk in his footsteps. And don't look to see who's walking yours. You just walk in his footsteps. Because there'll be other people come along that's going to walk in his footsteps. If you're glad you saved, say amen. 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 amen.